Hello and welcome to We Read This Last Night, a show where we talk about stuff that we only have surface level knowledge on, but we essentially just read about it last night. And today, we're going to talk about religion. Do you think religion should be prohibited? Oh yes. <laughs> Completely? Completely. <laughs> Is that your Gandhi impression? Yeah, there's this fun interview in which uh, he's being interviewed by the BBC and the British guy's like, So, Mr. Gandhi, if your demands are met by the British government and your, com- uh, and your crown complete independence, do you think you'll have complete prohibition in the new India? And so he's like, oh, yes. And the British guy reiterates, he's like, complete. He's like, complete. Average good Jew. Yeah, pretty much. Mohandas. Tari mani chut ma ghar ma botadi na. Come to daddy. Maru mitu bachu. Sahi baata. Yeah. So the first thing we want to talk about is, you know, in the spirit of keeping it light. I mean, it's been eight months, right? We haven't recorded in eight months. We should probably keep it light. So let's talk about pedophilia in the Catholic Church. You just turned 18. He did actually like three hours ago. So you're officially too old for the Catholic Church. Yeah, I'm too old for Drake as well. (laughs) Drake Drake the type of N-word too. (laughs) Say shame, shame, poppy shame. (laughs) Coming back to the topic. um, Pedophilia is a pretty big problem in the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know we all make jokes, but those fuckers in ninety in nineties are pretty fucking horny for. Uh, them. do you know Billboard the comedian? Oh yeah, huh. So he went on like, what is that called? Uh, the, not the breakfast, the the View or something. Mm-hmm. The most fuck all fucking show, the one with like Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, uh, your joke about the Catholic Church. Don't you think you went too far? And he's like, don't you think the Catholic Church went too far? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm saying those fuckers in the 90s are really, really horny for like prepubescent boys. It's, and like, I mean, I get it as an 18 year old. <laughs> for legal reasons, that's true. Yeah, I'm into prepubescent girls. Is it the Diocese of Brooklyn or something? He got offended. Even though, like, Oskay Church, they were like, a complete, like, Complaints that he had suppressed uh, sexual harassment inquiries by like uh, transferring the whatever priests to diff- other places. One of the most famous and like the worst cases is the case of Barbara Plain. She was abused by the father in her church. He, his name is Chet Warren. He was abused starting from, sorry, she was abused from the uh, age of 13. And it's so fucked up because uh, religion... Pedophilia, check. Yeah, religion uh, pretty much brainwashes you in such a weird way that she thought that she was evil for making this holy man sin. And um, this continued for for a very long time and eventually she got too old for the Catholic Church. And at age 29, she reported the bishop, uh, sorry, the father to the bishop and nothing happened because nothing happens in the catholic church and then she uh, went on to uh, form an organization called SNAP uh, which was the survivors I'll fucking kill you which is the survivors network for those abused by priests which is a bit uh, mouthy so you know maybe just 
is better. <laughs> yeah, but that's such a specific like survival abuse for people abused by priests. Like yeah, but it's weird that it happens so many times in a support group. Yeah, but do you know? Make a guess. The the numbers like there must be like I don't know ten, twenty, thirty, fifty. They're More, they're well into the hundreds. That's just weird. Like why do they have such a big touching problem? Yeah, just just stay away. It's it's weird because they had this weird touching problem, but then when COVID hit, they were performing baptism by like water gun. Did you see that uh, thing where Pope Francis liked this like models, like schoolgirl photo? Yeah, you can see her butt. Fucking insane. He he just couldn't find a schoolboy photo. <laughs> uh, in this other case, this dude named John Gagan. was molesting and raping boys as young as the as like the age 4 in Boston in early 2002 and when reports started coming out then people realized that officials were covering this up including this gentleman i mean not so gentleman named cardinal bernard law who was the most powerful catholic in america and uh, eventually the annual spring assembly came up uh, came around and these people were like oh we have no tolerance for pedophilia which is uh oh. yeah no i i think they mean that they have no uh tolerance in resisting pedophilia and so the problem is that they just keep enabling the bishops who are you know uh, they just enabling the bishops and the priests who are pedophilic in nature do you know what happened to bernard law also when this thing came out it's it's not really a coincidence that uh, the most powerful catholic man in america right now who is the president is also known for sniffing girls <laughs> do you know what happened sleepy joe for do you know what happened to bernard law when this whole report came out probably got like a transfer or something yeah but he got transferred to one of the most important churches in Rome so he got a promotion <laughs> for touching pre-pubescent boys not even pre-pubescent four year old boys that's like pre like yeah he wasn't even getting into their pants he was getting into their diapers <laughs> the fuck <laughs> so that's the catholic church no, anyway not the only religious related religion related issue that happened in 2002 <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> It's not just, uh, you know, Roman Catholicism that's fucked. Like Christianity isn't the only religion that that's fucked. They're pretty good people, honestly. Um, like show any sort of interest in them, and they'll offer you rice. Uh, but there are other religions as well, and one of them is Islam. And fuck you. What? Okay. Show me your force gun. Naya. Tupperware, my rakhaya. I promise. Yeah, it's not just Islam actually. Like, pretty much every religion they have a big problem with uh, censorship. Mm-hmm. They just can't take any sort of blasphemy or, uh, not like informalism related to their religion. I think. Talking about two thousand two, like, uh. the supreme court of the supreme court of india called uh you know who a modern day nero which is like yeah uh and uh how is in an interview with like karan thapar 
brings that up and then and then he he just <laughs> ends the interview <laughs> yeah he's like aapse dosti bani rahe he just gets up and walks out <laughs> he's like writing mein kaha hai writing like bro the supreme court sir like it's it's fucking insane like 2002 i mean he he really put the card in card law <laughs> what the fuck श्रीलंकाज Dutch people, I think in yeah. India it's probably Hindu Muslim. Probably. And ironic because a Hindu and a Muslim are sleeping in bed right now, recording this, <laughs> staring into each other's eyes. Yeah, yeah, he's holding my ass. Not gonna lie. Um, yeah, but the thing that I was talking about is that there's a lack of free expression in religion, which led to a lot of controversy, especially in France. Yeah, also the timing is kind of apt because I mean unless you live under a rock you know that Salman Rushdie has been stabbed 40 years after the fatwa was issued on him that's insane like the wrong Salman got attacked <laughs> shut up koi mere ko stab nahi karta hai meri new movie aa rahi hai please dekhna jana please use pirate mat karna and uske alawa just do whatever you want yaar does not matter <laughs> Does not matter, yar. Four hours gone. Why are you still on Twitter? So make your family proud. They should say, <laughs> look at it. him. Please stop it. Uh, basically, Salman Rushdie is this British uh, author, like British Muslim author, and um, so he released this book called The Satanic Verses, which is honestly from this like sort of controversial. Uh, story that is there in some accounts but is not where um Muhammad the prophet Muhammad um uh, again it's not it's probably not true so yeah but in some hadith it says it is but uh, he gets a bunch of uh, like so the Quran was written because Muhammad uh, used to go to a cave and he used to get revelations from God through the angel Gabriel and um so what shut up anyway um so according to the story he got some revelations which uh also like uh told the muslims to worship pagan goddesses gods and goddesses along with allah which is a big no no because in islam the biggest sin is shirk which is idolatry and like, and like blasphemism yeah, not blasphemy not blasphemy but like idolatry and putting someone more importantly putting someone in the same status as god that's just because there's only one god and yeah. one is this equal so yeah and then that happened and then muhammad uh, read it out and it pleased the muckins who were pagan worshipers but then he revoked them uh, citing satan as the cause of these uh, you know ill-informed revelations but again that's not really that's sort of a f- french theory really so in this book uh, it's about that and uh muhammad is called mahmud 
uh, Mahud or Mohammed, I forgot, but basically like an insulting name for Mohammed and his wives. Um, again, this is very, very uh, like offensive and disturbing, and I don't condone it in any way. But like, you're just trying not to get a fatwa issued against no, you. No, no, no. I actually, it's actually not cool. Like, okay. I haven't read it, so I don't know. I mean, from what I've, again, I can't comment on it because I haven't read the book, which. Uh, a lot of Iranians haven't as well, but you know, again, it's from what it sounds like, it sounds offensive. Like a, a lot of Muhammad's, I'm not gonna go into the details, but the lo- but a lot of Muhammad's wives have been insulted, and like even as someone who is like as far away removed from religion as possible, it still is kind of not cool for me. So yeah, but also um, so what happened after that is uh, Iran had just had its revolution finally against the Shah and it had a new Islamic government and um, so this book got caused some mild controversy but like nothing that big of a deal until the new leader of Iran the Ayatollah Khomeini he issued a fatwa against him a fatwa is basically a declaration by an authority and he called on the entire Muslim world to basically assassinate Salman Rushdie like out in the open and then became a big fucking deal because obviously this is like a leader of a country just calling a hit on you, you know, like openly. Oh, yeah, that sounds like something out of the Wild West. Yeah, yeah. So that happened, and uh, there are some theories that you know this was when uh, like Iran, like the Islamic government has just taken power and they wanted to distract the issues, which obviously a lot of governments do, and so he just took on like this random book which had nothing to do with anything, and he issued a fatwa against the author which honestly makes sense to me why but after I mean, that not not the first time or the last time that's happened right yeah but this became a huge deal like britain and iran had like huge foreign policy issues and uh, their relation yeah their like country like bilateral relations just went sinking and Rushdie had to be like imagine just living like that like just going outside like that at any point you could get killed he like there was a lot of security detail or whatever and but he would still sometimes go out and chill you know like uh people who used to see him like later they like they said that they didn't even he didn't even look like someone who had been you know me after saying sanskrit is <laughs> sanskrit is older than tamil in south <laughs> india Shut up. yeah anyway that happened and um he did almost get killed like a couple of times because obviously people tried but yeah like right now uh, for those of you who don't know, he was uh, Salman Rushdie was giving a speech like very recently. It hasn't even been the month. And what was the speech about? Please tell me. I don't remember. It was about free expression, and he got oh. stabbed. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a uh, situational irony. But yeah, a man came on the stage and stabbed him pretty fucking badly. But he's alive, thank God. Yeah. And. Um, but but it's pretty bad. Like I think he's gonna lose an eye and sure. Yeah, it's still fucked up. Like. It's just, it's not, yeah, just because he didn't die doesn't mean it's... Imagine being stabbed so bad you lose an eye. I don't see how that's gonna happen. Kitchen where they cut off. Anyway, um, yeah, so free expression. Also the France thing. Uh, I remember when Charlie Hebdo happened actually, like I was pretty small. So Explain I that. So um, Charlie Hebdo was this, was or is, I'm not sure if they still exist because of all these reasons hope they do but um charlie hebdo was this french like satirical magazine and they used to post cartoons um about most importantly most important point everyone like the catholic church um 
the government just everyone um but also about islam and muhammad and again some of the cartoons were very disgusting i don't condone them um see it's it's not even about offen- uh, sorry it's not even about offensive like some of them were just stupid like not funny and kind of disgusting they were they were funny but like disgusting yeah um also again this is also targeting uh, another very important aspect of islam which is you don't depict uh, the likeness of the prophet muhammad like at all like you must have seen it's just like calligraphy of his name there's no like or even if there's a like picture or a painting there's just a like shining light in his face so that's also a big no no um and yeah this this caused a big deal and um obviously like uh, isis attacked their offices and killed a bunch of editors and like like 12 people who worked there pretty horrendous and they took responsibility for it uh and then years later this just happened like last year i think or 2020 there was this school teacher by the name of samuel pati and um he was also uh like teaching a class about uh, like free expression and religion or something and so he asked the students i mean he informed the students that he would be displaying uh, the charlie hebdo cartoons and they were free to leave if they wanted to and so he he showed them the cartoons and then uh, a while later he got beheaded by a student so again france has this whole culture of laicite which is like um secularism or whatever i mean ever since the french revolution you know that whole thing so like they have that's why the burqa ban as well because they just have this complete separation of Oh, yeah, I think their official religion is atheism or something. I don't know about the official religion honestly, but yeah, they have like very strong no, secular I values. I remember because like maybe not atheism but something along those lines. I, like m- my social studies teacher told us once. I I I couldn't tell you about that. Either way, they hold the value of secular secularism extremely dear. Mm. You know, the ability to say whatever you want and criticize and mock whatever you want. Which I don't know. Uh I don't consider myself uh someone qualified enough to discuss the limitations of free speech because it is complicated like there are certain rights but yeah, it's very easy to say cases. that you should have free speech but then uh like when it starts getting personal you get a uh, like subjective pretty soon yeah but apart from that what else is religion a huge part of we've talked about uh pedophilia we've talked about hindu muslim tension we've talked about free speech let's talk about something wholesome what religions do you like <coughs> um what is religion good for uh, the communal aspect of religion is pretty good actually just today we went to other kind got completely ripped off but at the end of it we guys sat and listened to music in a very akwali yeah akwali in a very communal way and that was got 6 minutes yeah it, it was good thank you islamic elders confire good moment yeah bhai ranveer kapoor ko bahut maarunga main but yeah oh that reminds me like um a lot of people talk about islamic extremism um 
what do you think about the term islamic extremism i i don't know like i don't think you should gatekeep your religion like you know i i don't think that it's right that mosques are one of the only uh, common religious institutes that no one like non non believers aren't admitted entry to that isn't cool but then apart from that i mean to be fair it is your personal discretion if you want someone else to uh, come into your worshiping space you know yeah but the i i, I don't know i just think that religion is supposed to bring people together and so excluding people isn't really the way to go about it so it's not i mean non muslims are welcome at dargahs i mean mosques are just they're a place of worship and it's the house of god and you need to like be purified i don't mean in that way no, but no, like i know yeah tell kal alag class nikalta hu behan ke lode no but i'm just saying it should be it should be like a personal preference i mean yeah a lot of religions have allow see, you to like see you have i i'm pretty sure you feel that way because you've been brought up with that but like hamarle be even temples are a place of worship there where god lives but anyone can go there still i think it should still be left up to you if you want anyone to come into your place of worship fine if you don't then okay it's yeah. i don't know i don't think it's that big of a deal who cares anyways yeah um but apart from that like okay so i'm i'm sure ki there must be some religious extremism in islam as well but in a post 911 world islam is just demonized way more than it should be i think there's a very one dimensional view of islam like like today we went to a darga and it was uh darga was of a sufi scenes and sufism is just so nice and mystical and you know it's not something people think of when they think of islam like they just think like hardline terrorists just no joy um you know completely veiled women it isn't really like that yeah sufism is nice and so basically what happened is um sufism really thrived uh, uh like a few years after islam uh became a thing but then in around um the 13th century so basically baghdad uh like there was this thing called the golden age of islam where like you know yeah fucking math amazing. algebra everything like baghdad house of wisdom yeah they used to do like all sorts of crazy shit it was very fun but in the 13th century uh the city of baghdad was sacked by the mongols and that was fucking horrendous like you know how the mongols were they yeah. they completely destroyed the city like killed raped maimed thousands of people see the golden age of islam is like renaissance and then the like the period after the sacking of baghdad is like the dark ages it's like it's the opposite of what happened yeah, yeah. in pretty much in europe yeah yeah so it was so bad this in the euphrates became red with no not red with blood or uh, black with the ink of books not so sad like i mean killing people is sad but like wasting books is slightly sad um but yeah after that like it just shocked the islamic world because like you know like imagine if someone nuked delhi right now it would be like that god shut the fuck up um yeah and that happened and then after oh, that wait wait i i think i should clarify i live in delhi like pretty fucking close to that's why you wanted to yeah 
I'm, I'm not just I'm not a fucking Maharashtrian hating on Delhi because they know that Delhi is better than Mumbai it's true mm. and um, so there was this scholar called Ibn Taymiyyah Taymiyyah and um, after this happened like you know the whole like hard times create not necessarily strong men but like people self reflect and um, no i mean it, it's kind of true hard times create strong men strong men create good times good ta- good times create weak men weak men create hard times and i am we a are weak creating man. hard times as yeah. we speak but um ibn taymiyyah came up with this thing called salafism in which uh, he was like sufism is a bit too much in fact everything on is a bit too much and straying away from the core tenets of islam and it's too excessive and it's bidah and um it's ignorant and we should go back to the pure roots of islam sufism was like the 60s flower power movement yeah kind of and uh we need to purify islam and um so yeah bring it back to how it was with the prophets and the salafs and they say me died with like little to no popularity he had some followers but several I'm centuries <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> several centuries later um there was a resurgence of salafism and wahhabism and all those strict religions and so yeah i think that's probably the, where islamic extremism comes from yeah that i mean that's probably it but then again like let, see, let's again, be honest hinduism may be hota like rss and shit is please don't come to my house my my address is taloja fuck uh Yeah, but basically at that time, like Ibn Taymiyyah and people like that advocated for jihad because it was a hostile environment. Like the Mongols had just attacked them, and so, uh, you know, attacking foreign powers was somewhat of a somewhat necessary. But you know, when Salafism came about, like uh, had its resurgence later, they still had the in what the fuck are you doing invading foreign powers thing. Yeah, but the point I was trying to make before I was so rudely interrupted was that religious extremism happens everywhere. I mean, we had the Crusades with the Christians, and then except like Buddhist, like one of you. Never mind, <laughs> Japan, <laughs> Japan, Manchuria. It's not gussa, I got to talk louder. Yeah, but even in Hinduism, like as a Hindu, RSS is pretty fucking. Ext- I mean, Hindutva is different, but still. Hindu sora. Yeah, but I wish. Um, yeah, like it happens everywhere. But then, uh, yeah, nine eleven. That's that's a huge proponent and telling us that oh fuck, Islam is bad. Ye sare jihadi hain, which is something that's still carried on. One of the saddest things that happened post nine eleven is that um, a lot of Sikhs were attacked. in the US because of the turban because there were turbans and people thought they were muslims i don't know which one's worse oh uh, that reminds yeah. me of this great joke i read by kushwant <laughs> don't don't go there don't go there <laughs> stop it okay bol de bol de you guys are never going to know because of my thing okay <laughs> just just look up kushwant singh's okay. joke <laughs> the joke is that kushwant singh is on a plane 
And it's very bad, by the way. Kushwanjing, Kushwanjing, Kushwanjing isn't funny at all. Yeah, like his joke books. Yeah, are just... we should just put him back on the train to Pakistan. <laughs> it's just dad jokes. So basically, he's on a plane, and this white woman, uh, who's obviously never seen uh, a Sikh before, asks him, "What are you? <laughs> What are you?" And and he goes, "Uh, I'm Sikh." Uh, and she goes, "Oh, are you? I hope you get better soon." And he goes, no, no, ma'am. I I'm am not, sick. I'm not sick of body. I'm sick of religion. And she shakes her hand and goes, I am sick of religion too. And that lady grew up to be Mamta Banerjee. Mamta Didi. Mamta. Uh, yeah, but talking about nice things, um, I went to the Lotus Temple yesterday, day before yes, a I couple of days. Some ago. days ago, some 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 yeah, uh, not very long ago. And it was very nice. Yeah, and some uh, a a woman who was probably not bald, but I'm imagining her to be bald. She was ancient, like she was like, she was like if one drop of sprite fell on her, she would evaporate. Yeah, she was like Dalai Lama, <laughs> Dalai Mommy. Yeah, but after I sat in the Lotus Temple and um, introspected for some time, which was actually very nice. It was very silent. Uh, until like a. A family, a Gujarati family came in with the fucking kid. So, yeah, fuck Gujaratis. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, complete fuck. <laughs> yeah, um, and the nice part was that um, this woman came in. I mean, came to the podium, and she, this man came to the podium. I'm sorry, and uh, he was reciting, he was singing a Hindu prayer, and it confused me for a bit. And then another man came and he read verses from the Bhagavad Gita and it still confused me, but then a woman came and read verses from the Quran and two men also sang the Lord's prayer, so I realized they were reading uh, their own religions, stuff or all religions. Maybe they all were Baha'i. Who knows? But okay. yeah, it was very just nice. religious stuff. Yeah, and then I went outside and I talked to an old Baha'i woman for two hours straight, and she was very wholesome and. Yeah, it cured my atheism. Yeah, I think the point that we're trying to make is religion, in and itself, isn't a bad thing. It's just organized religion, being commercialized and being used to inspire hate in people is a not cool thing. I mean, I could I could be someone named Kader Khan. I could be someone named John Smith. I could be someone named Harpal Singh. I'm someone named Rohit Thomas. And that's pretty much it. There's nothing more to it. Hmm. So, thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week. I hope. Hey, dude. Did he buy the shirt?